0: So here's an observation, Um, when you beat somebody up or when you push them excessively, when you put them down, you're not toughening them up, you're not making them stronger, resisting is not the same as surviving because sometimes those things can break you and in effect that is the outcome you end up broken. For example, if you have a child or a friend and you're constantly putting them down, nothing is ever good enough to come home with a B, your friend goes, say, three months without drinking and then they relapse, and you tell them that they need to try harder instead of celebrating the three months that that they remain sober, then the product, the outcome is a broken person, a broken spirit that might resist in the face of adversity, might resist in the face of temptation and drinking or consuming drugs. A child who still brings home a bee still tries for an A, somehow cannot give that A, or maybe even come home with an A, but an A is not good enough. We want a 99, a 98, an A plus. So the end result is that you break the person and you break the child. Toughening somebody up is not is not making them stronger. And I think that that's something that needs to be put in a manual somewhere in terms of raising a a child. I think that we need one. Those of us who raise children or who have anything to do with children or even with friends, anybody that has a relationship, any type of relationship with anybody anywhere. Stop being so mean. There's no such thing as tough love. That's shitty love. Be nice, be kind. Sure, when someone needs counsel or advice, a reckoning with, by all means proceed. But do keep in mind that words linger and their effect is long lasting. So, any piece of advice that I would give to anybody raising me or to a younger self raising my own, just be nice. I didn't have a calculator. I didn't have a graphing calculator because it wasn't deemed important. I did have two new cars, both of which I wrecked. The latter, which I wrecked three times in 72 hours. I didn't have a graphing calculator because it wasn't important. Because who would spend 70 bucks on a calculator? It was a waste of money. And it wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I actually bought the graphing calculator. I didn't have somebody in my corner, not at home anyways, to, to push me to achieve, to focus on the things I really needed to. My priorities were out of order. They were out of line with, with the life that I should have had. But when you're 16, 17, 18, even 19 and 20, you don't necessarily know what's best for you. That's why children are not born into themselves. They're born into the hands of hopefully mature adults that can steer them in the right direction. When I didn't get the graphing calculator despite asking for it in high school several times, I kind of I kind of realized then that that at home there was no. Um, There was no appreciation or measure for my own future. There was no college savings account. There was no investment in my education. Just short-term goals. And it bothers me tremendously that, to date, um, I'm almost done with school, and I've myself through it because nobody else put me through it um, I've made president's list every single semester and sure I share the accomplishment but there's no there's no genuine appreciation for it um, my mom sometimes says I always knew you were smart yeah you've always you've always been smart in the fifth grade, I think that was the first time that I realized I, I could be smart if I wanted to. I brought home highest average for every single subject. Um, I, I want to say it was three out of four times. Three out of four grading periods with Ms. Revis. And that's when I realized I wasn't stupid. Bored is another thing, but I wasn't stupid. And lazy is another thing, but I wasn't stupid. So so the point is that when I didn't get the graphing calculator that was the first time I realized that that the things that were important to me weren't important to the people I wished that they were important to. By extension, I was not important. I was not as important as I should have been, and I think I felt it when I was 14 years old and I wanted that graphing calculator so that I could complete my work in Ms. Wilson's class. I didn't have one. So I, I never failed. I never failed any of my classes except for calculus because I wouldn't go. I would park at the Wendy's and <laughs> go to sleep the first class of the day, but I did the work. It just would have been a lot easier with a graphic calculator. And that i didn't get a graphing calculator has resonated with me for the entirety of my life when i told my parents that i wanted to pursue a career in english and writing which i i told them several times my mother said to me but why why would you want to be a writer you can't do anything with that i don't think you're that great mom can you even read what i write do you even understand it And it was in line with the three educators who accused me of plagiarism, because how could I possibly write such a great essay? A Spanish kid? You can't write that. That's not your work. So I got accused of plagiarism with no tangible evidence because there was none. At its finest. That felt good. Felt like a kick in the stomach. And there were times subsequently after that, in which I dumbed down my essays and my writing. I would purposefully incorporate grammatical errors and dumb down my words so that I wouldn't I wouldn't get accused of plagiarism again. And my parents were right in line. They weren't necessarily accusing me of cheating, however. They, they didn't they didn't see anything in me granted I mean what we do isn't necessarily for others but at some point you know you do want to pat on the back and you want somebody to tell you that they're proud of you it's not it, it, it's, it's too much it gets to be in too much when you have all that tough love all the time it just kind of pushes you to believe that You're just not important, you're just not good enough. And so your self-esteem is ripped out of your guts. It's, it's grated like a block of cheese cut up into little pieces and eventually melted to the point where you, again, as a result of excessive tough love, you second-guess yourself and you begin to wonder if you're really worth it, if you're really smart, if the graphing calculator is ever really that important. Do I really need it, though? I mean, my parents didn't go to school, so really, what are my chances? What am I in terms of a statistic? I probably won't go to school, and even if I did, I'd probably be the 56% that drops out. And even if I did graduate, if I was the 44% that managed to push through, if I was in the 20% that manages to push through when I have kids and I'm working a couple jobs, if I'm in that low percentile, then it'll probably be the 10% that doesn't get a job after. So, kind of just second-guess yourself through the rest of your life. And I believe that at some point, you have to love yourself. You have to, even if you, maybe, maybe even if you aren't at the point where you necessarily love yourself yet, you have to get to the point where you're able to eventually do that. Because sometimes, sometimes... Nobody will give you what you need except for yourself. I mean, how can they? only, Only you know yourself. You know what you need. Everybody's running their own race. You have to pull your head out of the sand and just kind of, Pat your own self on the back. Buy your own fucking graphic calculator. Buy two. Don't forget the batteries. Because nobody else is going to buy it for you.